Thanks for tuning in to the Anime Night Podcast. If you want to hear more, we are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Believe it. All right, ready? Everyone getting a, a check? Is there vocal check, 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 check. This check. is Madeline checking. Checking. Check. Check. So, okay, Cam and Jake, what are we going to talk about tonight? Jake, you want to tell, tell everybody how much we love this show? I do love this show. I don't know if I remember everything about it, but I love it. Okay, what show? <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Yeah. Ranking. Ranking. <laughs> oh. Kings. I like how you looked at each other like you were making it up on the spot. Yeah, well, I, like, was, oh, I didn't know if you were going to sing, if we were going to dance. I was, I was trying to catch I the vibe. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was freaking out, too. <laughs> yeah, so Ranking of Kings. Dude. This show was such a surprise. And, and I, so I first found out about this show was when we were like the Crunchyroll was announcing their like protagonist awards mm-hmm. or like their Crunchyroll awards. And there was a main protagonist section and Boji was on there. And I was like, I'm not sure who Boji is. And he like placed like second or third. I forgot who won. Second or third? Yeah. Who won? The freaking uh, Otokawa. Yeah, the uh, that's right. That's right. That's actually shocking to me. I know we haven't said anything about the show yet, but that is shocking to me that Boji would not yeah, be the main protagonist. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, and I was like, what is the show? So I looked it up a little bit and I was like, I love the art style and the images I'm seeing. Maybe I'll check it out. And then I sent it to you guys and we were all in agreement to watch it. And holy shit, am I glad that we did. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is awesome. It's one of the biggest surprises of like, with like a new concept with like a lot of familiar familiarities. I can't say that word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like- you get kind of the adventure and the magic and the kind of shonen feel. But the big twist of this show is Boji, our main character, our prince, can't speak or hear. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, how am I going to watch this for 20 episodes? And then it, I just kind of fell in love with how they did it. Yeah, I remember I saw this um, when I was trying to figure out. Wait. 30 second synopsis before we uh, Whoa. jump into that. I was wow. ready for a Jake freeze. <laughs> that was that was a lot. You okay. started diving in and I was like, man, do I even know what the show is about? I guess we don't now that you mentioned it. I thought it. I already gave my synopsis. Not in like 30 a, seconds did you didn't. Not in 30 seconds you <laughs> didn't. Okay. Okay, 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 I can do this. I can do this. All right. Are you ready? No. Ranking of Kings is about uh, this world where kings are ranked based on their culture or their their group, their armies, their whatever. And then our story follows uh, our prince, Prince Boji. And Prince Boji can't speak or hear. And so um, something happens. We will talk about to the main king and a new prince must be chosen. And uh, we find out a lot of crazy things. And it's going to be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Every time you do it, it really, it's not like a synopsis. It's like, it's like, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's like, this is going to happen. It's like clickbait synopsis. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a good description. It is. That's perfect.
Oh, I don't know how to do it. I, maybe I need to watch a YouTube video on how to give a synopsis. You need to have a tutorial on how yeah, to have I a need 30 to do second this. synopsis. Yeah, how to talk about this. Um, so uh, going back to something you said in the synopsis. Was it the, pretty good though? Was it bad? Good? Yeah. You, Thanks, your synopsis, guys. you got like 28 seconds. Pretty good. You say that every time. I'm starting to think you're not actually timing it. <laughs> I'm just like zoning out. Like, yeah, yeah it was like 37 seconds. sucks. When's this going to be over? <laughs> Um, so one thing I do want to talk about is the title of the show, what you were mentioning, the Mm -hmm. ranking of the Kings. So it's based off of a lot of different factors that they don't go into in the show, but some of which are the prosperity of the kingdom, Mm -hmm. the strength of the army and the overall heroicism of the king king. himself or herself. And so that's one of the things that's particularly interesting about this show is, it's obviously implied that as a prince, Boji may one day become a king. Mm-hmm. And the big twist that we learn pretty early on is that despite being the child of giants, he has no physical body strength whatsoever. And I suppose part of that is that he also cannot hear and he cannot speak. And he doesn't just have no strength, but he will never have any strength. He will never get any bigger. He will never grow any muscles and that's a pretty big drawback for a king that needs to be yeah. ranked by his heroism. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, but that's something that like drew me into this show that was different than other shows. Like your normal anime protagonist lacks their superpower and somehow gains it along the way in the first few episodes. So with Boji, we learn not getting a superpower, but also just the hurdle that he has to overcome not being able to communicate is is just a new approach for me. So I was really kind of, I had a really refreshing viewpoint on this. But then, yeah, you learn that there's a reason why he's not going to grow to be a giant like his mom and dad, because his mom and dad are giants. And there's a, there's a strange reason, which, Jake, do you want to tell us about that strange reason? <laughs> do you remember the show? <laughs> yeah, his dad, who is a giant, made a deal with a demon to gain more power. And the demon could only do it because he had to steal power from someone else. Yeah. A family member, a direct family member, and he had no family. Yeah, he had no kids, and then the demon said, well, how about a future kid? And he he went along with that. Yeah, so one of the things that I want to talk about is how when the show starts, we have King Boss. Mm -hmm. He's Boji's father. He is the ruler of this kingdom that they all live in, and he is ranked number nine. So he's a very highly ranked king. People respect him. He has a very prosperous kingdom. But each episode or each moment that you sing, see Boss, you start to see little pieces of him get chipped at. Yeah. And you realize he's not that great oh, of a person. person. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really care about people. Like you start thinking like, oh, he must have been a loving father. He loved the, the former queen, Boji's mom. He loves his current queen, he King loves Healing. Boji. He loves Boji. He loves Dida, his other son. But like the more you learn about him, the more you think, this guy is a real piece of work. Yeah. He uh he makes a lot of deals with demons and does not care yeah. who gets hurt or who he kills. Mm-hmm. And he only like made it to like seventh place, right? Ninth. Ninth on the ranking of kings. Yeah. Which is not very good. Yeah, because he I think they said in the first episode, if you were judged on strength alone, boss would be number one. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot more that goes into the ranking. And I wouldn't be surprised if part of that's that, you know, he's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. He has a piece of shit. So he has a piece of shit father, but 
his mother is incredible. His mom and Cena? stepmom. Yeah, I think of his stepmom as the mom in the show. Sure, Hilling. that's fair. Okay. That's fair. So Queen Hilling, who is Boji's stepmom, but also Dida, Boji's older brother, his actual mom. Yep. Kind of gets like thrown into this like really unique situation of she's a caring mother in general, and she doesn't have Dida at this time, but she's learning to try and get Boji's trust. Mm-hmm. You know, that episode was like really cool to me where we kind of got just like a a sit back and relax episode in the midst of everything that was going on at the time. And you really got a sense of how much Queen Hilling cares about Boji, mm-hmm. someone who's not her son, even though she was kind of mean in the beginning of the show, like kind of had no hope for him, like in the first two episodes. But yeah, she's just like such a, she's basically the mom of the show. She's so gentle. Yeah. I think her, would you say like the first couple episodes, she seemed to be not rooting for mm-hmm. Boji it almost like she was going actively against him in a, a negative way. But I think it stems from her worry of him. Yeah. It was definitely like a motherly, like, That's fair. I want Dida to be king because Dida can be king and Boji's, you know, not strong enough, but not in like a haughty, like, uh, he's not strong enough way. Like, she actually cares for him in a, in a weak way and doesn't want him to get hurt. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think if this did not have the aspect of mute and deaf, mm-hmm. I would have thought it was like just another kind of rip off cliche yeah like every every aspect of an anime is there but it does it in a realistic way like this person yeah actually has disabilities which you don't see that often it's always Mm -hmm. just some weak nerd who just happens to get really strong all of a sudden yeah yeah and i I do want to touch on something about queen hilling but talking about what you were just saying i think taking away the protagonist's ability to speak takes away what we're used to where the protagonist is telling you exactly how they feel. Like, Mm -hmm. here's why I'm heroic. Here are my emotions. You have to see what Boji's feeling and a lot of times what he's hiding. And facial expressions that he uses. Yeah. And and that tying in with Queen Hilling, I think one of the things that I like so much about this show that I think is so different from a lot of other anime is the care that it puts into emotional development and emotional growth of all the Mm. characters. It's not just, at least to me, oh, Queen Hilling was kind of mean at the beginning of the show and then we saw she got nicer. She genuinely went through this huge emotional change where she was first introduced to Boji. She desperately wanted his approval. She finally felt like a mom, but then she got her own child and she felt this kind of pressure raising her own child yeah. and getting wrapped up in in him and all of a sudden not having time for Boji anymore. Because on top of, you know, not being her biological son, he had disabilities and he was harder to raise. But she and also knew that Dido was going to be king. She didn't know that. She wanted yeah, that. Sure. So she put all of her love into both of them, but she really put a lot of trust into Dida, a lot of faith into Dida. Mm-hmm. And by the time we get them grown up and we're actually at the part where the show is really getting going. The first real arc starts when King Boss passes away and names Boji as the next king. But then Queen Hilling starts essentially a a vote of no confidence yep. and votes that Boji not be crowned and Dida be crowned. It's not that she knew that Dida was going to be king, but she's how can Boji had- do it? What? How could Boji do it, you know, without being able to speak or hear, you know? Like, how yeah. does someone like that lead? 
the character. Okay, just real quick, the character development, like you were saying, is second to none. This is some mm-hmm. of the best character development that I've seen in a show in such a long time. It takes its time. It doesn't waste it. And it feels so intentional with every character that you get. But they didn't just leave Boji alone with like trying to figure out ways for him to communicate to us, the viewers. They gave us Kage. Yeah. yeah. Which Kage is this weird little demon character. He's from the Shadow Clan. Shadow Clan. Shadow Clan which who- is funny because Kage means shadow. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. So all That's the Kages the- in Naruto are shadows? Ho Kage is the shadow of the fire. Whoa. All stems from Naruto, man. (laughs) (laughs) That is pretty cool. But yeah, Kage is like this weird, like, black figure eight on the ground with a claw. It's (laughs) It's a good description. Like a crab, dark, muddy puddle. Like, that's kind of him. He squirms around like a snake and just, you know, does his thing. And at first he tries to take advantage of Boji by stealing his clothes because he's like, "This, this kid's an idiot. I can do what I want. But he notices, like, Boji's gentler side and that he has a hope and a future here. And the thing with the Shadow Clan is when they pledge allegiance to somebody, they, like, they're committed, right? Yeah. And so, basically, like, Kage knew Boji was who he wanted to be with. So, you kind of get Kage, who understands Boji on, on a weird level, to help communicate to us, the viewers, which is really nice. Yeah. You know? That's a great um, way to put that. Really cool. And it shows his backstory and why Boji means so much to him, which is actually yeah. a terrible backstory. You mean Kage's? it's a sad backstory? No, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, terrible really as in, sad. like, it was so sad. Like, it was oh, a great yeah. backstory. Yeah, he Sorry, got, like— was kind of misleading. Horribly, like— Abused. It, yeah, horribly abused. That actually shocked me, that episode. I think the, the episode where we learned Kage's backstory early on is when I realized that this show was going to not be gruesome, but it was going to— have some actual action and violence. I think it's be- pretty gruesome sometimes. Yeah, no, it is. It but that was like the a first kid's time. Show and people are getting stabbed and like. Oh yeah, I think <laughs> pretty much <laughs> like just shot stabbed and like meteors. No, and only like- stabbed. Only stabbed. I think uh, the art style is what really makes you think that it's going to be a kid show. When I was first looking at top whatever anime of 2021. And I saw the screen cap of this. I was like, oh, this is going to be some sissy little anime. I don't really want to watch this. And you start watching it and you go, oh, God, it's so cutesy pootsy. But it, once, you, <laughs> once, once you're invested in the characters and once you're invested in the story, you forget that the art style is different. And if anything, it's endearing. Yeah, it's so it different. It. It's, it's unlike any other anime, at least that's popular, that's coming out right now. It's great. It's what I wish One Piece was artistically. Oh, really? I do feel like, side note, the One Piece animation that I'm seeing lately is kind of on board or on this like this vein of style here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway, go ahead. I think like endearing goofy is yeah. how I put it. I watch One Piece and I'm like, what is this character design? Yeah. You know, it just looks cartoonish. I, this, this show did remind me a lot of the One Piece character designs, which I yeah. like. It's just very like, that's weird. You know, mm-hmm. like, let's like a uh, Daisha, King Daisha. Yeah. He's like this purple man with the long mustache, a skinny face, weird teeth, kind of. He's got that big oval mouth. Big oval mouth. And you're like, this isn't even human, right? But his brother, Despa, they're clearly humans. Despa's yeah. beautiful, yeah. So beautiful. But like, yeah, you look at that and you're like, well, this is a weird character that I'm going to have to get used to. You know, it's not your typical 
character design. Yeah. Which was fun. It's exciting for me. It's very, very magical and adventurous. It's exciting because you got to have that fun animation, but you still had to have got to have that depth of the story. Mm-hmm. And to that point, like we were talking about just a minute ago, the violence, the first like strike, I think it's like a spear through somebody's heart or something that you see. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. 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 Uh, with um, Bebin. Bebin and Appies. Yeah. yeah, that was brutal. Jeez. This show is like talking about the story kind of hard to follow. Am I am I a little off base saying that? There are a lot of intertwining lot. plot lines yeah. that I think one of the episodes is even called intertwining plot lines or something. It's some, something it's like, like that. Like episode 6 or something, yeah. Yeah, so at first you just think like, okay, this is the story of Boji. Mm-hmm. But then you start seeing like, okay, no, well this is Dida's plotline, Hilling's plotline, Boss's plotline, Domus, Boji. Yeah, they do kind of do that. Everybody's got their own little arc and their desires and their and their goal. And each episode goes between them where we'll see, okay, this is Boji's training arc, but at the same time, Dida is trapped by Moranjo. And then, oh, here's someone else explaining their backstory with yeah. Moranjo separately. And here's Hilling trying to figure out how she's going to save Dida. And I cared about them all. There wasn't yeah. one where I was like, what is this? All right, get get to the next point. Yeah. Like, I was so into each one of them. Yeah. But I do think I agree with you about the plot. It's hard to follow. I think the show started out incredibly strongly, and mm-hmm. then I kind of, like, lost a bit of it towards the end. Sure. Because it, it was doing so many plot twists mm-hmm. in, like, I don't know, not an understandable way, like, this guy's good, and now he's bad, and now he's yeah, good, and now he's bad. That's exactly Particularly how Particularly Dida or Bossa in sure. his body. Yeah, I think the biggest shock, though, with that that kind of idea of, like, good or bad, good or bad, was King Boss. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, like, was his deal for his family, against his family, good, bad, does he care, does he not, what he's, like, I felt really confused. Yeah. Do you know what I my thought is on that? I think... Boss had growing up his whole life, he had one goal mm-hmm. and he was presented with an option to achieve his goal, which was he had to make a family, right? Yeah. He was on this quest to become the strongest and he wanted to protect Miranjo, who he had met um, in his youth. He had met her mother, and when his mother her mother died, he vowed to protect Miranjo. So Boss was always on this quest. He always wanted to be the strongest. Now he's protecting Moranjo. He still wants to be the strongest. She goes, okay, I'll get you there, but you have to have a wife and a child. Mm. So he does that. And then that's where he becomes conflicted, right? He still has always wanted to be the strongest, but now he cares about someone else. Does he care though? I think think he does, but he still wanted to be the strongest more than anything so that when people are killed or when people suffer at his expense, like you could tell when he's, when it shows when Boji is born after he makes that deal with the demon and he sees how small he is, he runs in like a fit of rage Mm. and smashes a rock. And then he goes, okay, I'll build a kingdom here. Because I think in that moment he saw what he had to do in order to gain his strength and was like, I'm done. I'm done doing this. 
I can't like now he's actually seen how what the price he has to pay is. I'm done. I'm done doing this. So I'm going to build a kingdom and be king and be, be <laughs> and the strongest and be loved people. by all. And well, he's not, follow well, my dream. His quest was to physically become the strongest, but he had basically already achieved that. So he's like, I'm done traveling. I'm done doing all this. I just want to sit here and build a life and give Boji everything, you know, his son that he had taken everything from. And I'm never going to, I'm never going to confess to him and then I'm going to try and take it back at the end and take over my son's body. That wasn't boss though. I will say this. We learned this. Miranjo is the big old mastermind and it was her who did this. You can tell when after boss's death, he gets resurrected into Dida's body. And what's the first thing he says? He says, so I have sacrificed another son. Moranjo has to explain to him what happened. He didn't know that was going to happen. Moranjo did that from the very beginning. Wait, are you are you saying Moranjo was controlling Boss? No, she's the one who plotted to have Dida give up his body for Boss to be resurrected. Yeah, I guess oh, it just yeah, didn't yeah. seem like the, the king was that sad that it happened. No, because I think at the end of the day, he still wants to give the world to Moranjo. Mm. So as much as he it hurts him that he's hurting his family, he still already made that promise years yeah. and years and years ago that he would give Moranjo everything. I think that's how well they do with Dida and Boji is that it's hard for me to compute that he couldn't care about them. Yeah, yeah totally. And I don't care about Moranjo. I wish yeah. he would Go die. Away. Yeah, I wish he would die. That was really, I love your your perspective, Maddie. Because when he stopped to build the kingdom, I thought it was more like he recognized he had something to protect now, which yeah. is Boji, who was arguably oh. defenseless. So he's like, I can't just keep going out and winning battles. I need to build a place for my son that I love, you know? Yeah. And then I thought the big, sorry, I'm going to skip to the end. <laughs> but the big fight at the end, we get Boji against King Boss. And I'm always wondering, like, why Why the hell is Boss fighting Boji? Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm thinking here, what if it's like a rite of passage thing? Like, Boss needs to know that Boji's ready to lead a kingdom. So that's more of his motivation of why he's fighting Boji. That's how I was, like, perceiving that whole situation. Not that he was like, I need to get back with Moranjo. It was, he knew this was, like, kind of the way to go out. I need to know Boji is going to take over the kingdom and be okay. Yeah, you know? that that very well could have been it. I don't have a great. We don't know what's answer. happening. Next. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what's happening next. Um, everybody lives, right? Nobody dies at the end. I'm trying to remember. Mm, I don't think I don't think does. so. Does Boss die? He does because because Dida comes back. Yeah, he gets released or whatever with the, with the demon guy. So Boss re dies. Which I think is okay. I, I think forget what causes dead. him to redie. Is it him giving up, giving himself up? Wow, Maddie? that's a great point. I don't remember exactly how Dida regains control of. of I his think body. the point of this show is that it makes you really care about the characters, and then the plot's like, okay, yeah. Second, wasn't that like the opposite of how you felt about Odd Taxi? You were like, I don't care about any of these characters. I think I didn't care about any of Odd Taxi. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I didn't care about the show. Okay. Which is which is a good comparison because every plot line I cared about in this show and every plot in that that show I didn't really care about. Yeah, that makes sense. This show is so good, viewers. I can't express enough. I mean, listeners <laughs> and viewers, whoever's listening, this is a ten out of ten show as of season one. And one thing when we were talking about character development and how it happened, I think each character was kind of presented 
with like their own intentional hurdle that they had to get over. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, Boji has to kind of go on this growth thing, growth journey to learn how to communicate and be a leader despite his massive setbacks. Mm -hmm. Dida gets trapped. Who's died is kind of a cocky character esque, mm-hmm. and he gets trapped in a in a voided box where no one can be there for him to protect him, and he's alone. Yeah, and there he's like kind of learning humility, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that was really cool. And even Queen Hilling like is going through this. How do I lead a nation now with both of my sons that are gone, and boss is gone? What am I doing? She's kind of like the acting commander in a sense, acting queen. I don't know. I thought that was really cool that like their clear obstacles was achieving like the goal that we all wanted them to have. Like I wanted Dida to be more humble. Mm -hmm. I wanted Boji to gain more confidence. I wanted Queen Healing to lead, you know? So yeah, that character development is just second to none once again. It's so good. I think I want to know who y'all's favorites are because we haven't talked about my favorite and I'm surprised about that. We haven't at all, not even mentioned them. We, oh, we've we've is, mentioned yeah. my favorite, but we haven't talked about my favorite. Then you, Maddie, you go first. I want to know who your favorite is. It's, you better not steal my favorite. I might. I think I might. I think I, know, I think I know who your favorite is going to be. It's a toss up between, I think, Queen Hilling and Despa, mm. the trainer of Boji. Who do you think my favorite is? Despa. Who do you think my favorite is? Damn it. Your favorite? Yeah. Boji? No. Oh. I love Boji. What? I love Boji so much. But your favorite, wait, your favorite is Queen Hilla. Yep. Yep. I only said that because you said- I know. That's so funny. You're Queen Hilla and you're Despa. And I'm like, I like them both. That's so funny. Yep. <laughs> you're the glue. I'm the glue. <laughs> the Not glue. me. Aww. So here's what I'll say about both of them. Despa is hilarious. I So funny. I love him. And, and honestly- one of the best episodes, one of the best animated episodes of the entire series is right after he starts training with Despa and you see Boji cooking and cleaning oh, with yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> the animation, it's like they gave all those animators a bonus. It is so well done watching Boji cook this beautifully poisonous looking purple stew and watching them take a bite and then immediately... <laughs> I see their lives flash before their eyes and you see the backstory of giants oh, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and the fact that they can take poisons in their stomachs because they're so hardy. It's just, it's an incredible episode. It's so well animated. It's so funny. Everything with Despa is hilarious, but he's also such an inspirational leader. I think Jake, you had said when we first started watching it, that he was kind of like Reagan from Mob Psycho, Yeah, but He's kind of the opposite because he's not a con man. He just is a gifted teacher. I decided I'm not going to have a, a f- voice actor fun fact segment. I kind of want to sprinkle it in between. Oh, okay. And he is the Reagan voice actor. Really? No is he way. really? Yeah. And I looked that up and I was like, no wonder. No That's wonder awesome. it makes so much That's sense. That's so crazy. I love that. And like, he's maybe my favorite Japanese anime voice actor of all time, just because those characters mean so much to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, maybe it's just him. Maybe he's just. Yeah someone that can like mentor people really well. It's like the same feeling you get when you have that Orokodaki Jiraiya yeah. voice actor. You hear him and you instantly go like, oh yeah, it's going to be all right. Yeah, yeah. Be okay. exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and everything in this show is so like 
cliche anime, mm-hmm. but they just do it so interestingly. I don't yeah. know. Because they do it in a way that's not trying too hard, right? In yeah. Attack on Titan, Aaron's got abs and an attitude problem. Here, you've got... <laughs> don't get me started You know, right now. <laughs> everyone's got poofy pants or a long pointy nose. In Attack on Titan? No, in this show. Oh. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Attack on Titan is trying real hard. Just they got- the colossal Titan and poofy fans <laughs> pointy nose. No, everything's trying so hard to be so brooding and serious in Attack on Titan and everybody's got abs. In this show, they're doing those same like anime tropes and anime cliches, but everyone's silly and goofy. Yeah. And so you're not focused on, does this look like an anime? Does this look like what an anime would look like? It's, damn, I'm really connecting with what they're trying to tell me. Yeah, the plot lines are so down to earth, Mm -hmm. even though the animation is a little ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, and here's why I like Queen (laughs) Hilling. I think she is such a strong character. They touch on a little bit that she was brought in to marry yeah. boss because Moranjo told him he needed to have another son. But I, I don't know if they picked her. I think they picked her specifically because of her healing powers. Yeah. But healing powers. Yeah. Queen. Healing Are you just now getting that? Powers. I never got that either. Really? Both I never got that either. Yeah. Queen Hilling. I, I was just seeing if Maddie got it. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I never got but that. I, but to I totally fair, got that. I didn't figure that out until like episode, the last episode. <laughs> You know? what, what I think is funny, I will just say this because especially the first part of like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure does this too. They try to pay homage sometimes to American or English words, mm-hmm. but they spell them and say them like they're Japanese words. So it's really hard for me to pick up on the puns because healing, it's H-I-L-L-I-N-G. Nowhere in my brain would I have ever thought healing when they go Queen Hilling. I go, yep, Queen Hilling. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Hilling, boss. But it's boss. Da. What is Dida? Boji. What? I, y'all are teaching me things I'm right trying now. trying to figure out if any of the other ones are like <laughs> I mean, Kage means shadow, that's, but that's not an American or an English pun. But, okay, anyways, Queen Hilling is so powerful with her healing and... It causes a huge physical strain on her every time she uses those powers. Mm -hmm. And that is what I love so much about how this show reveals her character is that you see her healing Boji in particular or healing a snake. And it's like Boji when he's asleep, knocked out. He doesn't even know she's healing him. The snake, obviously, as far as she knows, the snake is never going to remember her. The snake's not going to register that she's healing it. She'll heal people without any recognition of what she's done and even using her powers a little bit. She's sweating. She's like clenching her teeth. When she's healing Boji after he falls out of that window, her whole dress rips Yeah, because her like muscles or her powers are flexing so hard. Yeah. So she has to go through such a physical strain, but she does it without even thinking. She goes, oh, Boji's hurt. I will give up anything to heal him right now. Yeah. Yeah. She's just a great character. She's so good. And I think like, wow, my brain just went. Jake, go ahead. Wow, those weird <laughs> brains just shut off. I had something yeah. I intentionally wanted to say, and then now it's I'm gone. I'm redirecting back to Despa because I love him so much. But I meant to say before that when he's- I remember now. 
I was about to. Okay, we got to go back to Cam. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cam had the next. floor. I was next. Okay, okay, go. Uh, queen healing, she like reacts with instinct and her 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 power's like very quirk-esque because like there's a clear drawback. You know, she oh, can't yeah, yeah. like quirks, quirks from My Hero Academia. She can't like just continually use this power, you know? And she also has, like has to refill. She has potions that she like has to take. Potion. Yeah. And she's like strapped with them. She got a ton of them. She does. You know, which I think is really kind of unique to this whole, her power isn't just a superpower. It is, has to be managed. Like she can, you know? she can bench press a lot, but she's got to take that pre-workout first. Yeah. Boom. Look, love that analogy. Yeah. Maddie, you own yeah. it. And after two pumps, she's got to take more pre-workout. <laughs> yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Stop. <laughs> okay. So do y'all care about what I have to say? Yeah, now we do. Now that Cam is finished. So when Boji's done with his training and he's saying goodbye to Despa and like kind of doubting himself mm-hmm. and Despa leans in and says like everything that you've been through, you've dealt with things that other people haven't dealt with, but that can be a strength. So love everything about yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's like every cliche anime ever. Yeah. But it's so down to earth and real that it just means more or it's either that sure. or the Reagan voice actor. Well, no, it's, it's his, it's what he says because I think I just rewatched that episode today and it's so touching. There's another point where Boji, I think it might be in the same, I don't know if it's in the exact same moment, but Boji's doubting himself or he's not confident. And Despa says something like, if you don't believe in yourself, nobody will. Or he says mm. to Kage, like, what good are you not believing in him? Yeah, He's Kage just, is the one doubting him. Yeah. 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 And when Kage doubts him, it like, it hurts Boji. Yeah. Like Kage has more influence over Boji than almost anyone, mm-hmm. you know? Because Kage is the first person who could ever understand him mm-hmm. without signing. But I also think it's like, how will anyone else believe in Boji if Kage doesn't because he's the mouth of Boji? Mm-hmm. He's the one that kind of like shows other people. Yeah. Boji is also at this point halfway through the show after being trained by Despa, kind of OP. He is. He's incredible. His his training arc is pretty much a it's a huge transformation. Yeah, uh, he gets his first sword, which is like a needle sword. It's a rapier, right? A rapier is that what they call the fencing swords? Right? Isn't it? Yeah, they're called rapiers. Is it? Okay, um, rapier. It's French. <laughs> Rapiers. There's a guy on Soul Calibur. Who uses a, a rapier? Oh, I oh hate yeah. Him. I forgot. I don't know what his name. What was his name? Dang Raphael. it. Raphael. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was, I was bigger than Soul Calibur. I was bigger than Soul I was a Keelik. I was a Keelik guy. Oh, yeah, my dude. God. That's awesome. <laughs> Who's a nunchuck? Maxi? Dude. Oh, yeah. I was a Maxi guy. Maxi was cool. I was the. Frick, I forget his name now. Who? The, like, the samurai. Weird. Oh. He he could hop on his sword. Mitsurugi? Yes, yes, I was a Mitsurugi. Nice, dude. Y'all, I played a lot of Soul Calibur. My family got a PlayStation 2 when I was already in middle school, and that was one of two games that we had. So it's I a played game. a lot of it's Soul Calibur. I also had like a, a weird uh, anime crush on Ivy, the girl who like wore the thong and had the, the stretches. Oh, she yeah. was the most stereotypical character. Yeah, ever. I was like, but it was weird. You know, I was, I was uh, in my formative years there, you know. Very odd. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, Soul Calibur. What were we talking about? What was I talking about? How to get on Soul Calibur? We were talking about Boji's sword. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, But then he, like, learned that he kind of, like, 
learns these pressure points mm-hmm. or ways to immobilize his enemy without killing them because Boji's got a heart of he gold. He learns the weak spots, yes. which is the same power that Nanami has in Jujutsu Kaisen. He does his nine to seven to three. Seven to three, yeah. And he finds the perfect weak spot that he hits it once and it kills them. That's basically what Boji does. Also, that scene was hilarious when we figured that out in the bar and the, oh, the three yeah. dudes come in mm-hmm. and they start talking trash to him and they're just sitting there taking it like adults and Kage is commenting like, oh, they're so mature that they can just brush us off. Yeah. Because they're talking bad about Boji and then they start saying something bad about Despa <laughs> and he just socks one in the face. He was like, you can talk bad about my apprentice, <laughs> but you can't talk bad about me. He's the funniest character. <laughs> Really, that like, was really funny. I he that made now. me laugh out loud so many times. <laughs> you can talk bad about my friends, <laughs> but then he gets beat up. Like he's he's really not that strong. So no, is he just an amazing yeah. teacher? He, he paid them off, and they say that later when he's paying off those guys. They say, "I'm so sorry, I punched you twice. I was just trying so hard to make it look real." Yeah, but he got beat up previously because he comes in with his face all beat up i think that was also a setup so that despa had a reason to challenge those guys again because that's what he said at the beginning he said oh it's these guys again so he was like on top of it since like he first met boji despa's one of the strongest people in the underworld that's why when after we're talking we're jumping from plotline to plotline this is very a la odd taxi episode after Boji's finished his training arc and he returns back to his kingdom with the order of the underworld because all these criminals had escaped from the underworld because Moranjo let them loose. Desha or the commander of the underworld army tells Boji, they're like, whatever you do, do not engage Oaken. Despa is the one who will engage Oaken. And so they only trust that Despa can fight him. Oh yeah. Cause he calls down lightning and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've forgotten like the second half of this. Also, which reminds me, oh, I have to say this. Get it. Speaking of calling down lightning, and it's also the way they communicate. They just put their hand up to their mouth and like cover their lips, and that's how they talk to each other. Mm -hmm. The the brothers. That's incredible. That's hilarious. That is such an like a a funny quirk that has no reason being that funny. Like they could just have telekinesis, but they don't. Yeah. Yeah. They have to like, like put their hand over the mouth and be like, Desha. that is funny. Now you think about it. That's true. It is. It's hilarious. I didn't even register that. I was yeah. like, yeah, that's just, they're talking. I it's guess. so funny. <laughs> they're right there. It is funny. Yeah, that is funny. It's like how football coaches cover their mouth. So you can't see what they're saying on the screen. Can we talk to each other like that? We should do a whole episode. Yeah, like sure. this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's, weird. that's funny. But speaking of Boji's rapier, he also just kind of has like this instinct of being a good warrior in a in a in a fighter because when he was front face to face with Daisha, mm-hmm. the, the second rank king, yeah, and Daisha calls down lightning, he like redirects it, yeah, mm-hmm. which is like Iro, Iro, oh yeah, scripts <laughs> trained by Iro, and it was I don't know like there were moments where I got like okay Boji's gonna he's just too good what other powers does he have. But like it, you, it also like kind of brings you back, and you, the more you see him struggle with self confidence, it's like okay, he's obviously not, like he's still learning, he's still growing, yeah. you know. But yeah, he's the coolest. Yeah, we've talked so good about this show. I want to know if you have anything to rant about on this show. Oh, this is so embarrassing. I've forgotten to. <gasps> 
I can have a mini rant if you don't have anything. I can have a mini rant too. Jake, I think I think it would be nice to hear a mini rant from you. What? Not from me? Oh, do you have? A, do you also have a mini rant? You specifically said from you. Do you also have a mini rant? Maybe. I don't know. I, now I don't want to say it. Okay, Jake. Not, anyways, not, my mini rant. There's so many times in this show where someone is talking to Boji, but Boji's not looking at them, and Boji reacts. And he's deaf. Like, it doesn't make any sense. They don't do anything good about, like, how a deaf person would actually have to communicate with people. You said Boji wasn't looking at him? No, but he would react to what they say. Because he can read lips. Yes, but there is, to that point... Here, I'm, I'm jumping onto your rant. There's a point where he's riding horseback behind the commander of the underworld who wears a mask or a helmet covering his full face. And the commander is describing the situation in front of Boji with a full helmet and Boji is visibly distraught. And he looks at Kage, like he's telling Kage, what, like, he, what he's, he's like, is everybody safe? And Kage's like, uh, Boji said, is everybody safe? And then the commander of the underworld conveys that to Kage. Kage says it to Boji. But how did Boji know to ask that question? He couldn't have possibly heard what the commander of the underworld was saying. Why did he know that something was wrong? Why did he know to, if to there, ask? If there has to be any, like, you know, plot, plot holes in this show, I'm glad that's the one. You know, because we can, we can overlook that. See, the only- That was a true rant. That was I feel like rant. you just showed me up. I only said one thing, but I have but the, the way you said it. I've got a commanding voice. I know how to complain. <laughs> I know how to complain. Um, I will say there is a scene with the three-headed snake, the giant three-headed snake whose Love name I can't remember right now. Where he says you have to feel the air. Yes, yes, yes. He says, Boji, you're relying too much on your eyes. You need to strengthen your other senses. I feel like we rewatched to the same point because all <laughs> our points have been about the first 11 episodes. We know nothing about the second half of the show. <laughs> the second half of the show gets really confusing. The, the second really- half of the show is a lot of fighting and a lot of people trying to take the throne, right? It's all the villains from the underworld fighting each other and then trying to fight Moranjo and then trying to fight Boji, Boji kicking everyone's ass. And then it's basically Oaken versus everybody until he finally gets crunched up into a little ball. And then it's now we got to figure out Moranjo's deal. Mm-hmm. And... Nothing that they said about Moranjo the entire show made me like her at all. Yeah, she sucked. And truthfully, what I think the biggest plot twist of the entire show, I want to see if you agree with me, biggest plot twist, Dida, when he comes back into his body, goes, I'm going to marry Miranjo. Me, a probably 12-year-old boy, and Moranjo. Who's like (laughs) 4,000. Who knows how old Moranjo is, but she's definitely older, like a lot older than him. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I saw it as a plot twist. Did you? That he wanted to marry Moranjo? Well, you get this like, this whole like conversation or feeling or connection or whatever with him in that black space. And he's like talking to Moranjo and has the puppet of Moranjo after, after a while. But that's not even like the real time Moranjo because 
you see that early on when he's talking to that puppet and the, the Miranda that's in the mirror goes, huh, I feel a little bit lighter. Like whatever Dida and that young Miranda are talking about is not, it's like a different, it's like a piece of Miranda. Yeah, but it's, but it's not her, her full now. consciousness. Yeah, but like you were saying, like she feels a little bit lighter. I feel like Dida saw a different side of Miranda than anyone else because he basically like saw her life play out. You know, and so he was willing to accept her darkness, much like his father, boss. He's making the same mistakes as his father before him. Damn, I, mean, I didn't think about it like that. Hmm. But I yeah, hate but yeah, I, I zoned out because I did not care about that plot line at all. I don't. Oh, that's the first one you didn't care I don't, about. Well, I don't love Maranjo at all either. Like she, she, it was hard to like buy into her villainy or like think she could be a good girl. You know, it was like I couldn't yeah. buy into what she was doing. I was like, dude, you're. You're crazy. And then yeah. when the demon took her soul because she broke a promise to a demon, and apparently that means you get fucking annihilated in the afterlife, just absolutely tortured. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, we have to save Moranjo. I was like, "What? why? Just stop talking about her. She's not in the show anymore. She's eaten by a demon. Her yeah. soul is gone. It was very weird. Very weird. But now they're going to get married. Bet it's going to be a great wedding. Maybe. Yeah, you're going to have to deal with her for seasons and seasons and seasons. Which is cool because this these this first 20 amount of episodes felt like it could have been a one-shot anime. It felt like it like covered a whole arc. Yeah. But at the same time, it introduced the ranking of kings, which you were saying. like mm-hmm. They didn't dive into a whole lot of the other kings or how that ranking is really done. And then you have this whole little thing where Daisha is like following this— the jester, the joker, oh, the ranker. So at the end, when there's the re-ranking, yeah, yeah. we discover that the king of the underworld, Desha, who had been ranked number two, he had moved up to number one. And so what we learned also is that he had been offered number one before, but he denies it. But finally, he accepts it because part of becoming ranked number one is you get to visit this treasure vault and take whatever you want out. But according to the beginning of the show and all the exposition, every king who's ever been ranked number one takes the same item from the treasure. Which is hype of a storyline. Ah, that's cool. And they either go mad or they're never heard from again. That's so cool to me. So no one, it's like, you don't really want it. So Desha does it. And so the idea is that he wants it because he finally wants to save his brother Oaken from the curse of immortality that he has. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to jump off that yeah. plot line into our own anime night plot line. Love it. That the winner of trivia, trivia, trivia gets to take something out of a treasure chest tonight. Okay. It's going to be like a dentist's office treasure chest where you get like- Bro, yeah. I love the dentist's <laughs> office treasure <laughs> chest. We're Shut up. What were in those things? You did not just say that right. It was a little plastic that. little toy. I yeah. loved it so much. Did they have like those little like, Desk jumping frogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Stuff like that. 100%, yeah. 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 Always had some candy in there. I, I always remember the little things that you flip inside out and then you set it down and it pops. Yeah. yeah. Oh, those are so cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's going to be that good. But wow, what a memory I blocked out in my brain until <laughs> just now. What pure joy. <laughs> God, I feel cool. the same way. Okay. Are y'all ready? Yeah. Yeah. This is high stakes. Okay. What are the stakes? 
Uh, medium rare. <laughs> okay. What rank is Boji's father? Oh, we're Number snapping. nine. Wrong. What? <laughs> seven. <laughs> I totally didn't say that when you got it wrong earlier because I'm he like, was I'm number nine. Seven. He's number seven. Wait. Yes! <laughs> no, he wasn't. I so trusted you too. <laughs> I was like, must be nine. Wait, what do you mean? He was number nine. He's number seven. <laughs> Says who? Says the trivia master. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Y'all let me say that. Oh, no, you can't look it up right now. You let me say that at the beginning of the show and nobody (laughs) said anything. I even corrected Cam. I know. And I was like, I'm going to do this so that someone gets (laughs) fucked later. I I couldn't correct you because, Maddie, to me, you know more than me all the time. So I'm like, if Maddie says it, that must be right. Cam, that's the secret. I don't. I'm just just loud and confident. All of her trivia wins have been lies. That's hilarious. All right, all right, all right. Who taught Boji his speed? Oh. The snake. Yes. The big one. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Mitsumata. Oh. All right. Question number three. How many eyes does the snake have? Two. Wrong. One. Yes. Shut up. Really? One of the snakes has both eyes poked out, and then one has one eye poked out, and then it doesn't have its third head. Yeah. Which is kind of creepy, right? Yeah. Because like those the 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 snake has think independently, so it's like one of them died. And really sad. Yeah. Okay. This question is about something I am surprised we didn't talk about. Mm Mhm. What is the name of the pit that? Uh, I forget what his name is. Domus. Domus pushes Boji into. The mouth to hell? The pit of despair. (laughs) Maddie was closest. It's the gates of hell. The gates (sighs) of hell. That's right. You know what? I think the reason we didn't talk about it is because we were talking about all the characters we loved Mm -hmm. and all the, like, character arcs that we loved and Domas just strikes me as a weak fucking loser because I like he Domas. is so hell bent on proving himself that he follows orders blindly and he thinks that that is the best thing to do mm. and so he kills Boji and then he regrets it but like he just does whatever people tell him to do he has no independent thought and then even when he's training Hokuro he's even saying there like this guy's not training me like I need to be taught he does everything based off of himself which helps explain why he was always so disappointed in Boji because Boji wasn't a great swordsman Mm, it's because he wasn't training to Boji's strengths and weaknesses that's true. So yeah. Boji never grew. And then he fought Dida, and while he was fighting Dida, he was like, I can teach him my ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when it wasn't until Boji goes to Despa that Despa's like, okay, no, we have to teach you to play to your strengths and understand your weaknesses. Yep. And yeah. it, I just think that Domus, like, obviously he's really well written, and he's there, and he serves his purpose. But, like, he as a person is weak and his growth in the show is like learning to I don't know stand up for his beliefs but even then like your country's in the middle of a civil war at this point like you don't really have you know yeah 
Yeah. You just got to fight to survive at this point. I don't know. That's a great perspective, though, on Domus. I didn't, never thought about that. Yeah. That's really good. He sucks. All right, well. I like him, but I get it. I totally get that. Last question, and I guess we'll make this one worth. Wait, is Maddie up by how many? Two, because uh, the last one didn't count. So I can tie. Oh, right. You did get the first one. So one, it's two to two. To two. Yeah. <gasps> two to one. Two to two. Because she got who taught Boji's speed and the snake number of eyes. You Boop. got the wait. I didn't get the gate one. So it's one to two. So yeah. Okay. So, so I got a tie. Yeah. You got a tie. But this one's worth two. So Great. wait. So I got three right and he got one right. How is that a tie? No, you, you got, got two, two right. right. Because neither one of us got you the, didn't pit, get the gates gate of hell. Oh, you used to say, last time you said I was close enough. Now no, I didn't no, no, get no, it. No, 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 no. Regardless, if you're three to one, this one's worth four points so, or three points. So we're good. As long as I can win with this question, I'm good. That's yeah. how the last question always is. Yeah, so always. it's going to be worth two. So whoever gets it wins. What are Despa's three rules of someone that carries the sword? Oh, that's a great question. Maddie should probably know this one more than Cameron since I just know. Wait, is there a real answer to this yeah, one or we, is it a trick answer? Can we, can we be close? Can we be close in this one? Like, Yeah, sure. All right. Oh, never swing to kill. <laughs> <laughs> what are the other two? <laughs> Always have courage and know when to use it. <laughs> those are pretty good. So those are so, all really wrong. I thought that the three were, rules were uh, uh, I'm done. That is so perfect. That is fucking hilarious. I didn't know that they actually were rules. I thought just Boji. I thought the first time we ever heard those rules were when Boji said them. He said one and Boji goes uh, <laughs> I literally thought those were the no, rules. You're right. Because Am I right? It was a trick question because it's unknown because they There's never said no what they are. Wait. <laughs> uh, I'm screaming right now. I'm absolutely screaming. I just can't. That's right. That's right. They never say what they are. He just yells. What? You know, my favorite part of that question is, is that Cam wholeheartedly just made shit up. Always have courage. Know when to use it. Those are great guesses. <laughs> I literally almost just beat myself. I actually myself. love that that's actually the, the, the answer. That's yeah. so funny. This, this show is amazing. Oh, my God. I'm going to pee my well, pants. Matty, you win fair uh, and square. Well, in... Acting in accordance with the true theme of the show. <laughs> Should I give him my treasure box? Yeah, the loser is the winner in accordance with the theme of the show. So Cameron gets to pick a treasure. Oh, gosh. Is, it, is this another birthday thing? <laughs> this yeah, is a birthday is. segment. Cameron's birthday was May the 4th be with you. Yep. You know... I'm going to be honest. Man, your reaction to this is way less exciting than Maddie's reaction. You know, well, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Well, there kind of was a trend when you said, now we have to get you something <laughs> for your birthday. It was Make sure we save so, those coupons. We better save you know. them. All right. Well, I hope you like it. I hope I like it. <laughs> that was a weird thing to say. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to love it. We picked it, it out ourselves. Oh my god. <laughs>
<laughs> I actually love it. Do you really? <laughs> I actually love it so much. Hold it up to the camera. Oh my goodness. It is a Naruto. Is that even in the shot? Sexy jutsu shirt. And they know how much I don't love Naruto. <laughs> well, yeah, I, you know, we were expecting. So this, is, this is fucking great. I think we were expecting a bigger uh, negative reaction. Yeah. No, so dude, I love this kind of shit. This is amazing. It's going to make the plot twist less, less thrilling. Yeah. I just, you know, I don't know. I'm definitely going to wear it out. I just got to figure out, like, can I wear it church? Can I wear it? <laughs> Probably you know, not. This, right, we got this, you real presents. Yeah, that was supposed to be the gag gift, so I'm glad you like it. I actually love this. <laughs> you can return whatever that is. This is perfect. Okay, you are yeah. MJ. No, 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 I'll take it, I'll take it, I'll take it, I'll take it. That's amazing. Well, round two. Thanks, guys. <laughs> this is so sweet. I was secretly hoping that you wouldn't like the Naruto shirt, and then I'd be like, well, I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you don't like it. Sick. I love it. Oh, another Tanjiro hat. Or another Demon Slayer hat. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Nezuko. And a, uh, guys, y'all are just like decking me out right now. <laughs> the cactus juice shirt from Avatar. You know, Jake, it's I think the he, I think he actually had the best reaction to the Naruto shirt. Yeah. Yeah, but actually, I have been looking at this shirt a lot on um on on Box Lunch's website. Like, ah, do I want to get this? I love this. Do I want to get it? I love this. So now I'm glad I have it. Well, good, because it's the quenchy. You're large, right? I'm large. Cool. Guys, I love my gifts. You're welcome. Yeah. And I honestly love the Naruto shirt the most. That's incredible. That wow, awesome. I'm so glad Thanks, I picked guys. it up. You're welcome. Happy birthday to all of us. Yeah, yeah, happy birthday to all of us. And unfortunately, we did not get any coupons from that purchase. So, yeah. Jake. So uh, you're we'll, going to have to give me 15 more energy drinks. They had, them, they had them and I almost bought one for Cam because I remember when we got one for Jake, Cam was like, I want one of those. Yeah. But I didn't. That's all good. I love my Naruto. I actually love my Naruto shirt. You played you played to my heart on that one. Yeah. Wow. I'm glad. I I saw it because we had talked about doing a Naruto gag gift for you. Yeah. But we had talked about some other stuff just that he had seen on boxlunch.com. But I walked into Box Lunch and I saw it and it was like Naruto's sexy jutsu boobs like hit me in the face. And I was like, I have to have this shirt. I have to get this. This is the funniest thing I've seen this entire store. Putting it on right now. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I'm obsessed. And now I'm jealous. I actually think I have to go back to Box Lunch to get this shirt for myself. <laughs> Nice. That's a good beach shirt. It's a great beach shirt. I love how I'm decked out and just like, you know, my anime, like female. <laughs> oh my like, God, Tarnura, you are. Nezuko, Transformation Dudes. Nice. I love it. This is so great. All right, we're back in business now. So Jake, you said you were going to sprinkle in voice actor fun facts throughout the show. We and got you've one. told us one. Yeah, you've told us one <laughs> fun one. fact. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can remember other ones. That one really just meant the most to me. I was like, yeah. God, he's really, it is really cool. Who is also Giyu in Demon Slayer. Who's also Ghetto in JJK. He That's was Giyu in Demon Slayer? Was he Jiraiya mm-hmm. in Naruto? No. No. <laughs> no, but I've already given those voice actor facts before. Wait, he was Ghetto in... JJK. I don't remember who Ghetto is. The bad guy. The main bad guy. Uh, yep. Oh, Interesting. The only other one I can remember is, well, Dida is Aaron. Oh, Diego. I feel like that's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice that. <laughs> um, really? Yeah. yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah. You can hear when you get we start screaming about uh-huh. how he deserved to be king. Yeah, you can kind of see how that's Aaron. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. And then the only other one I had was Lady Miranjo was um, like the good demon doctor girl in Demon Slayer. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I didn't succeed in sprinkling, so sorry. <laughs> well, anyways, that was a disappointment. Yeah, that was really sad. Um, uh, so in my head, I was thinking, is this it? <laughs> Is there any last words that y'all want to say about Ranking of Kings? You know what's so crazy? We did not cover, like, the majority of the show. Oh, That's the story. so wild. Yeah, the Well, the story. story's hard to cover. Yeah. There's just a lot of intertwining plot lines. You... Oh, can I get my mini <laughs> rant? Oh, yeah, you still have it? Yeah. Dang, I was Only hoping you would if you want to hear it. Oh, yes, please. I was hoping you'd forgotten. Well, now Jake doesn't want to hear it, so maybe next time. No, go ahead, go ahead. I'll put maybe some, I'll rant uh, on our Naruto episode. I'll put some good music behind it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, check it out. Ooh. One thing ooh, that this show does so well is its art style and its animation, and it's so intentional. There are really cool shots. There's a shot when Dida or king boss when he's in Dida's body is walking up to fight the four king's guard whatever they're called and the angle is from the bottom of the chair that Miranjo is on and it is the coolest shot I don't think y'all even like remember it right now but this show is animated by Studio Wit who does Attack on Titan's first three seasons who does Vinland Saga who does so much really cool niche stuff that they're so intentional what they do and when the fight with Boji versus King Boss was done first off as an idea that Dida became the image of King Boss was the coolest thing that I have seen in an anime in a long time and then Boji has to find the weak spots on a giant who he's fighting he's also he's also a giant I'm about to tear up how many parallels there are here and the the action, the movement was very reminiscent of Attack on Titan. The sparkles when he would swing his sword and it would use that sparkle as a transition to another frame. It was the coolest two-minute boss fight pun I've ever seen. Incredible. Hmm. I think I like stopped and like went to Hannah and was like, you have to see this. It it because I just couldn't, I had to share it with someone right away. I think me and Maddie are not reacting because we have no recollection because it wasn't in the first one. <laughs> no, no. I, we can so watch it right after this. I remember the fight. However, when I heard rant, I thought you were going to complain yeah. about something. Yeah. Oh, and so like I kept waiting for you to say, anyways, and this was awesome. This was amazing. So good. So <laughs> and it's cool. Gonna be but, <laughs> but that never happened. So that was a very positive rant. Ah, uh, I got you, got you, got you. Um, which was very nice. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. That was nice. Thanks, man. I did really like that boss fight, though. What it did happen really quickly, and at first I was like, "Oh, that happened really fast." Yeah. But then I appreciated it for that. No that music it didn't when that take, happened. Yeah, and it didn't take six episodes, and boss didn't kept keep going. Oh no! Please don't kill me. And Boji didn't didn't keep going. Please don't make me kill you. But you have to die. I have to just breathe harder. You know, like a Dragon Ball Z episode. Yeah, or like a a a Demon Demon Slayer Slayer. episode. Yeah, Mm. I don't think fights need to last six episodes, but that's just my personal opinion. Because if you do it the right way, you only need two to five minutes. Yeah, Kakashi Obito. 
The yeah. one bright spot in Naruto. <laughs> that is one of the best fights. One of the best fights. This show is a 10 out of 10. Everyone listening needs to go watch this show. It's only one season, 20-something episodes. I don't know if a season two has been announced. Uh, there's got to be. The, the manga keeps going. There's no way they wouldn't renew this. There's either, no yeah, way. Either it's been announced or it's got to be announced soon. This will be the anime surprise you've been looking for. Yeah. I agree. And what did we learn? The three rules of the sword. <laughs> And no one to use it. <laughs> 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 <laughs>